Good morning and welcome to the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. I'm Alan Costello, President and CEO of Southern Kentucky Advisors. And I'm here today with our co-host, Ms. Joy Peterson. Good morning, Joy, and welcome. Good morning, Alan. How are things with you? Joy, we're doing great. We have just been uh, so doggone busy. We've, uh, yeah. you know, as, I, I think we mentioned before, we, we made a change in a broker-dealer and we've had to re-onboard all of our clients and it's just been wild. <laughs> I'm sure. So I'm sure things are picking up for you. Talking about that, um, I can't believe we're already heading into September. This is just nuts. I know, I know. It's uh, this year has been the strangest year, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> in history, maybe. But uh, yeah, here it is, September, and we're we're getting ready for our, our our big events. Very cool. What kind of events do you have coming up? Well, this first one that's coming up is going to be a uh, on the tenth of this month. We're having a claiming your social security event at Mariah's Restaurant. For those who might be interested, you can give us a call at two seven zero nine zero four seven six two four. It's going to be a great workshop, Joy. I'm sure there's a lot of people when it comes to social security there's tons of questions so this would be a good way for them to come and actually be able to get those questions answered it is it's such a big topic between social security and medicare that we probably get more questions about those two things than, than just about anything and then we're also having our a ninth annual harvest festival but this year it's going to be a little different due to social distancing we're going to have a drive-through festival a drive-through festival now you got to explain to me, how is this going to work? Well, Joy, I, I don't know exactly. Uh, my, staff is, <laughs> my staff is working on it, but uh, we're inviting all of our clients to come, and, and we're breaking it down into different hours, you know, for, for the based on your name. And we're going to be having people drive through. There will be several different booths that they can stop at. They'll be getting gifts. We'll be giving out uh, my famous pumpkin pie, of course. Ooh. And uh, you have options to put your name in hat for some different baskets. And then we're going to have another booth where you you can uh, twirl the thing around and see what you win. The, what they really wanted to do is they really wanted to have a dunking booth and <laughs> have me in it, and then clients could throw a beanbag and dunk me. But uh, uh, I, I ruled that one out. You kind of nixed that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, what, which, in a way, is kind of too bad because I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> Thanks, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better get to work today because we've got all kinds of things to cover. We're going to talk about uh, taking retirement in phases. Also, here's one that is probably going to perk some interest. Do liberals and conservatives save and invest differently? We'll find out more about that. And then, of course, Alan's going to answer your mailbag questions. That's all coming up on the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. Remember, if you would like to get a hold of Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors, the number to call is 270-904-7624. You can go to the website, SokeyAdvisors.com, and look for them on Facebook at Sokey Advisors. We hear all the time that the only thing that is constant is change, right? That's right. <laughs> and most of us are probably a little resistant to change. We don't really like it. It makes us feel uncomfortable and we resist doing it. But I'm sure that all of that can kind of apply to people when they're looking for or if they need to find a new financial advisor. You're right, Joy. When it comes to your financial advisor, you know, remember the old song, breaking up is hard to do? Yeah. Uh, that's exactly how it can be because, you know, changing financial advisors can feel almost the same as splitting up a romance. People open up and they share a lot of financial information and personal information uh, with a financial advisor. You know, I've had one client who said many times, you know, Al, 
Alice, something happens to me, my kids and my wife are going to have to come to you because you know more about me than they do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and performance of your retirement savings is, is an obvious, you know, metric by which to judge your financial advisor. But these relationships often end uh, for more emotional reasons than they do financial joy. In fact, the, the number one reason we hear, according to studies, that people leave their advisor is failure to communicate. They're, they're not communicating with their people. Sometimes I think we don't even realize that it's time for a change. We're just so set in our habits and it's comfortable. We don't even look at it and say, man, maybe now's the time to make that change. So what are some of the signs that might tell us, you know what, now we need to look at getting a new financial advisor? Well, I think one of the biggest one is is if you're having trouble picking up the phone to ask a financial question, that's a bad sign. You know, if you're like, well, they're too busy, I don't want to bother them. If people are feeling that way, it's because they've been made to feel that way, Joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they've been in a conversation where it was rushed or they just didn't feel like people were, you know, that, that their advisor was paying attention to them. You know, one of the things we hear a lot is, is that the advisor doesn't listen to me. You know, it feels more like a doctor telling you not to ask questions and just take the prescription because, you know, that's what I said. And, and I, thankfully, most advisors aren't that way. But, um, you know, we do have some people who come to us and that's the experience that they've had. You know, Alan, I was talking to a friend of mine just a couple of days ago, and they were talking about how they really felt they were pushed into buying a house that they didn't want from their realtor, you know, and now they're in this situation and they're like, wait a second, this is the now I'm here <laughs> and I don't I don't even know how I got here. And they feel really pushed about that. I'm sure they that can be the same with a financial planner as well. You know, Joy, our mission here is to provide the best client experience in our marketplace. And, you know, I think we, we generally do a pretty good job of that. But uh, one thing we, we teach everyone here is, is that, you know, we're here to show you options, but we're never going to push you into anything. Mm-hmm. That's just not our style. What are some other things that might be coming up that says now's a good time to change? Well, I think the, the big thing is, Joy, is that the situation or your situation is changing, but the advice isn't. Mm. If you're still hearing the same thing you heard 20 years ago, uh, you know, just let it ride. It'll come back. Uh, and you're, you know, two years from retirement, that might be a, mean that you need to take a look at making some changes. The other one is your financial advisor only calls to trade, you know, if he or she's only calling you whenever he's got something new to offer or to sell or to change you with. You know, we feel like that our clients, and you've said many times, they're like family. We, we want to communicate with them throughout the year that's not just tied to their finances, but also tied to social and, and uh, events and just getting to spend time together. Dunking um, you in a tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that one would go over way too oh, well. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and the last one is if your eye is already wandering. You know, if you find yourself listening to other financial advice or looking at your advisor uh, contract with a critical eye, you know, you're probably ready to make a break. While it may be uh, difficult to make a change emotionally, it's really pretty straightforward legally. Uh, regardless, if you're not feeling fulfilled in your current advisor relationship, you know, just remember, you can always leave. Well, those are definitely some pretty big signs to be looking for. Do you have people coming to you and saying, this is the situation I'm in now and I'm looking for something different? Yeah, I think uh, the, the biggest thing that we hear whenever someone does come to see us is that uh, is that they didn't feel like their advisor communicated with them. They didn't feel like, you know, that they um, uh, explained things in a way that they could understand. You know, Joy, financial advising can be made to be a very complex subject, and, and some investments are pretty complex. But 
but the the key is for you to work with someone who can take those complex subjects and break them down to a way that you can personally understand them. You know, one of the things that we do whenever we we meet someone new is we say, when you leave here, you're going to know a couple things. One is you're going to know what you're invested in, and more importantly, you're going to know why. And third, you're going to be able to tell me what you're invested in and why you're invested in it. Well, Alan, I want to make sure that we tell everybody who's listening today, if they are finding themselves in that type of situation, or maybe they just want a second opinion, they can call you at Southern Kentucky Advisors. The number is 270-904-7624. The website, SokiAdvisors.com. And of course, look for them on Facebook at Soki Advisors. Alan, there is so much information when it comes to retirement. You go to the website, there's all these ads for different people who are trying to help you plan your retirement, uh, secure your retirement, whatever the case may be. There's tons of people out there. So what questions should we be asking when we're looking for a financial advisor? Well, Joy, I think, first of all, you know, what's the advisor's approach? Does he approach it from the angle of being a fiduciary? Uh, is, it, is, is he doing it from the angle of your best interest? Or is he simply trying to sell a product? And I think the, the key there is regardless of uh, what the advisor's registrations are, regardless of what the, the portion of the industry that the advisor might be working in, is to make sure that you're working with someone who is truly trying to help you create a plan. You know, there's nothing wrong with selling financial products, okay? We've, it's, it's the way our system is built. But what, where that gets to be a problem is when the emphasis becomes selling you a product versus starting with creating a plan that does what you want to do, and then mm-hmm. you find the products to implement that plan. That's the key. So what is your approach when it comes to financial planning? Well, Joy, I like to explain things in a way that uh, break them down to uh, the simplest possible way to understand them. And when a new client is working with us, one of the things that we do is is we show them uh, what we refer to as the three buckets. And the three buckets basically talk about different places that your money could be. And those three buckets are for your liquid investments, investments that are going to generate income, and then, of course, your growth bucket. And we actually have the buckets colored. Your liquid bucket is black, your income bucket is green, and your growth bucket is red. So the idea behind this is is to get it to where a person can can explain where their money is. You know, if, if you've got money, all of it in the red bucket, and you're trying to generate income, well, when the market's going great, that works fine. But when the market is not going great and you're pulling money from that bucket, now you're debilitating the ability of that bucket to continue to grow. So our approach is to help a person to allocate assets in such a way that they're, they've got money to cover the liquid things, the, the, the emergency needs and things like this. And then they've got assets in the green bucket that's going to generate cash flow to where that their monthly expenses can be met. Now, if you've got those two buckets taken care of, then that red bucket can do what it's designed to do. And that is to grow when the market's growing and to set tight when the market's not. And I find that once people become clients that, you know, when we talk, they'll say, you know, Alan, maybe I think maybe my my red bucket's got too much. What should we do about that? And it just makes it very simple for people to be able to communicate in a way that they are fully aware of what they've got and more importantly, why they have it. They can visualize the different buckets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, and I find that when people kind of get their arms wrapped around the, the verbiage that we use, uh, it becomes a, a, a way for us to continue to communicate and, and to make changes as, as they're necessary. Well, if I'm looking for an advisor and say I've, I've been kind of 
I don't know, quote unquote, shopping around and talking to different people. And I found somebody, but I'm not sure I really like them. I'm not sure I feel totally comfortable with them. I'd rather have more than one opinion. Is it okay if they go ahead and call you? We would love for them to, Joy. And and I think what you'll find is that that uh, most advisors are, are good people who are trying to help people to, to, to get through their retirement or get through uh, their financial life. But, but at the end of the day, Joy, it comes down to this. Do I trust my advisor? Do I like mm-hmm. my advisor? Do I feel like my advisor understands me? And can my advisor get me where I want to go? And you know, those are the four things that uh, have got to be answered. And uh, so if you've got any questions about that at all, it never hurts to get a second opinion. I've said many times, I think maybe I've said on the show before, but you know, I, when I turned 50, I had a doctor tell me I needed a cataract operation and then I got it. And then he said I needed another one. So I got a second opinion and I was told, no, you don't. So I'm a big believer in getting that second opinion. It never hurts to have a second opinion. And that number to call Southern Kentucky Advisors, 270-904-7624. You've got mail, 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 mail. All right. Our mailbag question for today is from Susan. And she says, I hear people talking about qualified and non-qualified money. Can you please explain the difference and how does money become qualified? That's a good question. It is a good question. Thanks, Susan, for that question. Qualified basically goes with the, the other word called tax, tax qualified. For a plan to be uh, qualified, it has to fall under certain guidelines that are given in the tax code. So, Susan, if you, for example, put money in a 401k, 403b, an IRA, those are called qualified plans. And also, not to forget, the Roth IRA is also a qualified plan. But let's say that, for example, you know, you've saved up money and you've got it in a CD and you did not put it into a, a Roth or an IRA or a 403b, 401, that would be considered non-qualified money. So basically money that's in a qualified plan has got rules and regulations on how you can use it when you decide to. Thanks for that question. We appreciate it, Susan. And if you would like to have Alan answer your question on the air, you can send him an email, alan at sokiadvisors.com. Well, we've got a lot more to cover, so please stay with us. We're going to be talking about retirement and phases and do liberals and conservatives save and invest differently. Don't forget the final four questions with Alan. Those are all coming up on the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. What's your magic number? Is a 30% drop in the market enough to make you want to take a look at your retirement plan? Alan Costello and his team at Southern Kentucky Advisors have cleared their schedule to help as many people as possible deal with the recent stock market crash. Call 270-904-7624 today, even if you already have a financial advisor. This might be a good time to get a second opinion. Don't wait any longer. There can be opportunities even in times like this. Call Alan and his team now at 270-904-7624 and schedule a virtual meeting right from the comfort of your home. Alan Costello and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors are ready to help. Call 270-904-7624 now and don't miss the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show Wednesday mornings at 8.30. Securities and advisory services offered through Client One Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and an investment advisor. Southern Kentucky Advisors and Client One Securities Securities LLC are not affiliated. Keeps me searching.
Thank you for joining us this morning for the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. I am Joy Peterson, along with your host, Alan Costello. He's the president and CEO of Southern Kentucky Advisors. And if you would like to get a hold of him and the team, the number to call is 270-904-7624, the website, SokiAdvisors.com. And you can look for them on Facebook at Sokey Advisors. For people who are approaching retirement, I know, Alan, you get a ton of questions. Am I going to have enough resources to get through my retirement? What should I do with my 401k? But there's also a question about how do you stop working? I think that that's probably <laughs> one that people don't necessarily consider, you know, when they're thinking about their retirement, but it's probably a big part of it. Do they just one day decide I'm done or can they do it in phases? That's a great question, Joy, and it's something we see a lot. I think I may have mentioned this before, but we had a, a prospective client who came to us, and his thing was, uh, I don't, don't know if I have enough money. And mm-hmm. when we did the financial piece of it, uh, he had more than enough money to retire that day if he wanted to. But the truth was, he just wasn't emotionally ready to, to make that jump. Sure. And, and you see that a lot, you know. So I think what we see some people is they want to kind of ease into retirement, transitioning out of the workforce with reduced workload. You know, I just met with a lady this week, and she's uh, at a point where she's going to reduce her workload down to three days a week and continue to work part-time for two or three more years. And we see a lot of people doing that. And it's a real benefit to many older workers as it allows them to gradually ease into retirement while maintaining a higher income uh, than they would if they, you know, just quit entirely. It also gives them the ability to continue to save a little more money uh, towards their retirement. And from the employer's point of view, phased retirement programs can be used to reduce labor costs or to arrange for the training uh, or replacement of employees that are maybe older and leaving the workforce. Alan, it sounds like that doing a phase out or phase in, I don't know which one are you doing. Are you phasing out retirement or phasing into retirement? But it sounds like it could be beneficial for both the employer and the employees. Yeah, Joy, it can be a win-win for both employees and employers. Uh, For employers, they're retaining highly skilled, knowledgeable workers. Uh, They have someone there to train and mentor younger, newer employees. And also the easier forecasting of future workforce needs. For the employees, it's ability to continue earning income, remaining mentally and physically active, and the ability to put off collecting Social Security, which makes those future benefit checks larger. It sounds like it's a great thing for everyone. It can be. And however, not all companies are on board with phased retirement, but the good news is about four out of five companies say they plan to retain their senior workers who want to keep working past age 65. The bad news is that only 6% of employers provide a formal phased retirement program, according to a 2017 study. And getting a phased retirement plan from your employer may not be as easy as just letting them know it's what you want to do. Managers may find it frustrating to work with someone who takes off, you know, every Friday or leaves at two o'clock every day. There also may be younger employees eager to climb the career ladder into positions currently occupied by baby boomers. So those who gradually, you know, want to retire may need to prove their continued value by being a consistent high performer, staying up to date with innovations in the field and learning how to use new technology. So is it always beneficial for the retiree to pursue a phased retirement? There can be some real challenges to it. And one of the biggest ones is is health insurance, uh, Joy. We spend a lot of time with people who are maybe 60 and, and they're ready to retire and, and maybe they've 
you know, got got the money to retire, but they just can't afford to pay fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year uh, for health care. So mm-hmm. qualifying for health insurance can be tough, especially if you're not ready for Medicare yet. Uh, also, you know, in your later years, there's a lot of times when your your higher income years are, and you're giving up that four hundred one k match. So that that makes it a, another situation. A lot of people need to stick around and 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 maybe work a few more years and and uh, double up on their their retirement savings. And for some people, like with a pension, retiring early can cause your benefits to be substantially reduced. So if this is a case and you want a gradual retirement, you might be better off finding a part-time job with another employer so that your pension wouldn't be reduced. It sounds like this may be the reason why two-thirds of pre-retirees say that they would like to do a phased retirement, but in reality, there's only about 11% of early baby boomers are actually gradually working their way into retirement from their full-time job. Yeah, and, you know, Joy, sometimes it can be really difficult. I just this week was working with a client has been with us a year or so, and uh, his situation is he is ready to retire. However, he's got good benefits where he works, and he doesn't pay a lot for him. And he's also has some medical conditions that would really, you know, he's ready. He'd like to go ahead and retire. What we tried to help him to do was to to put together a plan to where that we could extend his employer's insurance as long as possible, and then try to help him. In fact, we advised him to maybe seek out an attorney to see if he could go ahead and qualify for early disability, which would allow him to have Medicare prior to age 65. You know, that's the type of work that we do for our clients. Do you provide any resources that somebody who's listening today uh, might be able to contact you about? We sure do, Joy. In fact, we just recently put together uh, a new resource. It's called Navigating Layoffs, Buyouts, uh, Pandemics, and Early Retirement. Wow. So it's a resource. It's about a 10 or 12-page booklet that we've put together. We'll be happy to email it to you if you'd like to just shoot me an email, alan at sokiadvisors.com. Or if you'd like to pick up a copy, just give us a call. We can drop it in the mail to you. And that number, of course, is 270-904-7624, and you can go to their website, SokiAdvisors.com. Alan, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but it is an election year. Oh, yes, quite aware, Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Who who is not? You'd have to be living under a stone to not realize that there are state, uh, local elections, and, of course, the presidential election coming up in November. And we're not going to get into politics today. I mean, there's enough of that everywhere you turn. But it does kind of raise an interesting question, and that is, uh, do conservatives and liberals approach their savings or their investment strategies differently. So, Alan, I'm going to ask you, can you tell a person's political leanings just from looking at their portfolio? It's an interesting question. And yes, let's do leave the emotion out of it. And I'll just speak to what I've read and and what I see with clients. Of course, we always hear about liberal versus conservative or Democrat versus Republican. But the Pew Research Center actually identifies 10 different political profiles. That's good to know. Yeah. And each have a different view of what's important in society, culture and how to spend their money. To the far right of the spectrum is a group called the Core Conservatives. The far left of the spectrum is called solid liberals. And then there are eight other groupings in between. And this is interesting. In family income, according to the Pew uh, research, these two groups that are at the farthest ends of the political spectrum have the highest family incomes. Both were nearly identical. 
For home ownership and employment, core conservatives are most likely to be homeowners of any group, or more likely. Uh, this may not be a surprise, but the research also shows that core conservatives are likely to prefer a larger home far from schools and stores, while the solid liberals prefer smaller homes within walking distance of schools and stores. Uh, you know, does it sound like anyone you know? Hmm. <laughs> I can think of a few. Yeah, and both core conservatives and solid liberals are both likely to have full-time employment compared to other moderate groups. When it comes to higher education, the scale very much leans towards the solid liberal group who are more than twice as likely to have a postgraduate degree than any other group out of the 10. So I don't know what you'd infer from this, but a solid liberal is the most likely group to have a passport. Hmm. Uh, maybe they take more vacations. Maybe so. <laughs> Well, that covers income and housing and employment, um, even education. But what what about when it comes to their money? Are these groups different or do they have more in common than we actually probably think? Well, Joy, it's it, the people at each end of the spectrum actually have the most money. Both core conservatives and solid liberals are most likely to have a major credit card, invest in stock markets, and in retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks. In fact, they both feel a high satisfaction with their finances and believe they have enough to live off their savings for an extended time. What about the difference in liberals and conservatives at each end of the spectrum? Both groups have money to invest, but do they do it differently? Well, there is some additional research that was done by Rice University that shows that conservatives may have a built-in investment advantage. A tenet of long-term investing is to hold riskier investments such as stocks. The research shows that conservatives are more comfortable doing this. However, they don't take more risk because of their conservative mindset. The researchers found that self-confident conservatives invest in riskier options because they are focused on the upside potential of their decision. This confidence streaks makes them more comfortable both risk, which over time can produce more rewards. So it's really about more of their confidence level and their optimism as opposed to maybe their political ideologies. That's right. And, and something else gives conservatives a slight edge with investing is that typically conservatives favor self-investing rather than government-regulated options that lower risk and reward. The liberals at the other end of the spectrum are still doing well, but the research shows they don't share the optimism, confidence, and embrace risk quite as much. Therefore, they don't see uh, quite the, the level of rewards. So back to our original question, can you tell a person's political leanings from their portfolio? Not really. There is no evidence that we found to say that you could. Many people don't want to believe this, but we're all a lot more alike than we are different. You know, regardless of your political leanings, we all want to provide for our families, make the most of the resources we have, plan for the future, save for retirement. And while all of this is interesting, I would say that all political leanings are welcome at Southern Kentucky Advisors. We work with everyone to support their goals and plans for retirement. Well, if you have questions or concerns, or if you're wanting a second opinion about your plan for your retirement income, call Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors today, 270-904-7624, and you can set up your discovery meeting. Okay, it is the time in the show that we do our final four questions with Alan. Alan, I'm just going to throw some things out there and uh, see see what you come up with. Bring it on. Number one. Who's the first person that we see when we walk into Southern Kentucky Advisors? 
Well, that is going to be Stephanie. Stephanie's been with me for a number of years, and her smiling face will be the first thing you see when you walk in our door. However, Joy, uh, she will be taking a brief uh, hiatus for a while because she's expecting her third child. So she'll be off uh, for a few months later this year. The move, the drive, and dropping the anvil. Number two. Has anyone ever saved your life? Probably a lot of people saved my life through advice they gave me. Especially when I was younger, but I did have an uncle one time when I was just a kid and we were fishing at a lake. Let's it go! He kept telling me, if you keep bending over to do that, we're going to fall on that lake, kid. Mm-hmm. And, and I fell in, oh. and uh, he had to go in and get me. So I guess my Uncle George did. Oh, fail! He rattled it home! Number three. What trends did you follow when you were younger? Well, I don't really know about trends, but uh, uh, music has always been something I love and I've always been. Uh, I've always been somebody who, when new music comes out, I you know I gravitate toward it. I like to listen to it. I guess you'd call me a, a early adapter uh, mm. to different kinds of music. Up high, down hard. Number four. What do you do to improve your mood when you're in a bad mood? Well, first, I'm never in a bad mood. I'm just kidding. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I, I, me, I take a walk. If I'm really frustrated or really aggravated, uh, I'll go take a walk. I have... I kind of wear the block out around my house. That's where I go when I'm frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds nice. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week. We want to thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question about something you heard on the program, or if you'd like to set up your discovery meeting with Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors, the number to call is 270-904-7624. The website, SokiAdvisors.com. And of course, check them out on Facebook at Soki Advisors. Thank you again for joining us. We will see you next week on the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. licensed insurance professional. Securities and advisory services offered through Client One Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and an investment advisor. Southern Kentucky Advisors and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated.